Hello, and we're back for episode six of the Caught Looking Show. We're going to look into the All-Star game and who's leading vote-getters and who should be in it. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you, who do you think that is not one of the leaders in the All-Star votes right now should be an All-Star? Yeah, for me, that's the easiest question that we've had on this show in a long fucking time, all right? Scooter Jeanette is hitting over 330. Ozzie Albies is hitting 260-something with uh, you know a decent amount of home runs. But Scooter Jeanette only has four less home runs than Ozzie Albies, has a ton more RBIs, and he is lighting the world on fire in Cincinnati. Just because the Braves are good this year doesn't mean that Ozzie Albies should get a free pass and Scooter Jeanette should be looked at as second-class citizen to Ozzie Albies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Scooter's a second-class citizen, but... Yeah, I, I think that second base in the NL is the most highly contested race out of everything. Just because that Ozzie Albies is actually not good. And He's con- not good. Contrary to the popular opinion. Um, Javier Baez is my pick for second base, though. Uh, he's 284, 57 ribbies, 16 homers, and his OPS is 881. And we're comparing that to Ozzie Albies, who's batting 270, 46 ribbies, 17 homers, at an 818 OPS. Basically, every category that Ozzy has, Baez is better in. See, I just still have a prejudice against Cubs middle infielders making the All-Star team because I'm still mad that Addison Russell made the All-Star team with two fucking 42 average. And there were so many people that could have made it over him. But instead, the Cubs fans were going crazy because they're like, Whippy, we're good for the first time in 110 years. So Addison Russell started at shortstop. I think he finished the year under 242, actually. So he was even worse after the All-Star game at 242 at the All-Star game than he was before it. So I, I I am really mad, and I don't want any more Cubs middle infielders for a long time. You're prejudiced. You're, you're not mad at the prejudice. You are prejudiced against Cubs infielders. They have some of the best infielders except shortstop. Addison Russell's not good. That's fair. But good. Javier Baez is the best second baseman in the National League by far. So no love for Ozzy Albies here. Huh? No love. Ozzy- Guys, all right. I think I'm pretty sure he's leading the MLB in leadoff home runs. He's got, uh, cool. I think he's second in the NL in runs scored. Cool. He's doing his job at the top of the order. Fuck you. No. Stop saying cool whenever I'm talking. Like, give me a, give me a chance. You, don't, you really don't deserve a chance. You're talking about Ozzy Albies being yeah. in the starting. No, go ahead. Let him go. Let him go. All right. You don't think that he's on uh, AL or NL East leading team. And he's been one of their best No! Stop it! That right there is not a reason to be an all-star. Just because he's the first just because he's on a first place team does not mean he should be an all-star. Yeah, but when he's one of the best players on the team and, and he's helping carry that team, yeah, he should be an all-star. I have to stop you there. I don't know if Ozzy Albies is carrying the Braves by any means. Freddie Freeman is carrying the Braves. In April, Ozzy Albies carried the Braves. He was unbelievable to start the year. And yeah, he's tapered off a little bit, but he's still got solid numbers. He's still putting up everything you could ask for. Yeah, we're talking about carrying, though, right? But who's got a better war? Javi Baez. Fair point. Fair point. So who's carrying sure who? Scooter Jeanette has a higher we're, war than Ozzy Albies, too. We're not pretty sure on the show, Joe. We're stats guys. Okay, well, let's check with our statistician that doesn't fucking exist. Bloop, 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 bloop. You're wrong. Shut uh, up. Okay, that's probably wrong. Well, actually, we actually are going to look it up. We'll address it later, but... So... Basically, what we're saying is, Ozzy Albies, you suck ass. Uh, that's what I'm getting from you guys, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I think Baez is just better. Uh, he's, he's played better all year. He's knocking in more runs. He's only got one less home run than, uh, Ozzy, which, I mean, is basically within the error of margin, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, that works. Um, but on a separate note, I have a totally different issue, and you can call me an Indian's homer for this, but. Francisco Lindor should be starting over Manny Machado. And the fact that he's fourth in the voting right now is an indictment on the Indians fans. 
We need to gather up and get fucking together and get Lindor in that game. Manny Machado, as a shortstop, has been putrid on defense. Terrible. And everyone th- seems to think just because he was a great defensive third baseman that he's doing well uh, short. He's not. He's hit. Yeah, he's hitting well, but he's slowed down significantly after he was hitting 330 the first half or first quarter of the season. Lindor has 20 home runs. He's a better player, and he's just making more of a difference. Yeah, Lindor needs needs to be in the All Star game. I love Machado starting. Don't get me wrong, but like Lindor being the fourth in voting is not is not great. It's not okay. He's, he hit his twentieth home run today. By the way, we're recording this on Saturday, and yes, today is Saturday. And but like it was a fucking bomb. Well, who talked about this last week that Manny Machado isn't a shortstop? And you guys, you guys detested me a little bit. You didn't detest me too much, but. I said Manny Machado isn't a natural shortstop anymore. He might have been when he was 16 years old, but he's a third baseman, and that's where he should go in free agency, and he should not start the All-Star game there. That's a whole other story, though. Free agency. This is just the All-Star game. Now, I got a question for you guys. So in the AL, they have the DH spot. A guy gets a roster spot for being the DH, and right now, J.D. Martinez is leading that, and rightfully so. In the NL, though, on the other hand, Obviously, they don't have the DH, so one of their players loses it. Rightfully so. How do we think, what do we feel about the NL getting the DH? Because I know we've talked about this briefly, but Joe, who is our most radical fucking traditionalist, was was waiting patiently to explode on this topic. So, Joe, what do you got? Oh, excuse me for worshiping uh, traditions and the grand old party and all these other things. (laughs) You know... First of all, one last thing that I'm going to say is you guys were both wrong. Scooter Jen has a higher WAR than uh, Javi Baez and Ozzy Albies. Javi Baez is second, Ozzy Albies third. Uh, but for the DH, I, I, I cannot be more adamant about this. I do not think this should happen. For the history of the game since 1869, since the American and National League split up in the late 1800s, we've had an AL and an NL, and it's been separated by one thing, the DH. DH didn't come in the AL until like the 70s or 60s. So, Joe, Mark, those are three different decades. <laughs> hey, pick a decade. <laughs> I need the 60s. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not true either. Continue, it was like though. the 40s or 50s, I think. But Continue. anyways, the, but the American League and National League were always separate. Because, um, right? yeah, you're right. All right. It was, <laughs> it was, it was 1970s, but okay. Off, okay. Joe. But regardless, the American and National League have always been separated because they never used to play each other before this. Right. So we always had these two and interleague play started in what? I think 1998. Right. So before that, we, that was how we measured it. We had the American League and the National League. Now we have interleague play. So how do we separate the two leagues? The DH, right? The DH was created in 1973, which I thought was a lot sooner than that. What does that tell you about the DH? It, a, no, it was created adaptation. for modern baseball because people get bored and people don't like baseball the way it is now, okay? And that's not the way it should be. You should be Preach, able to watch brother. a baseball game, okay? You should be able to watch a baseball game. You should watch the pitcher hit because that's one of the most exciting things when a pitcher gets a base hit right up the middle, a crisp base hit right up the middle. How about a home a run? home run. Michael Lorenzen, ladies and gentlemen. Three pinch hit home runs this week as a pitcher. You want to have the DH? Oh, sorry, Michael Renzen. I guess you're just fucked. You can't bat anymore. He can't pull a Rick Ankiel and just go into the outfield? Think like, about what? the strategy it takes, right? So you put Lorenzen into the game, but you could put in a different pitcher if the if the nine, nine spot wasn't coming up, right? So say the eighth batter just got out. It's the sixth inning. You're up by one. You decide to put in Lorenzen because maybe he can give you two or three because he can fill in the hitting spot. Lorenzen's that guy. Or how about this? You can just have a DH, and you have a hitter ready-made to actually hit the ball. Who's not? You are making it. the game stupider. 
You are making managers stupider, and you're making the game stupider. Baseball is a game of chess. It is a strategy game, and by putting the DH in both leagues, you just say, all right, well, we're going to bat our best nine guys, and we're going to see how the game plays out. There's no managing when this happens. How, how crazy is it to bat your best nine guys? What, like, what a foreign concept that we're going to play our best lineup. I got a question for you, Mark. <laughs> did you play Little League Baseball? Yes, I did. And what position did you play? I pitched. You pitched. Okay. So when you were uh, a young boy, did you hit as well? Well, everyone hit. Everyone okay. hit. So, so when you no so when you were taught the game of baseball, you pitched. In addition to you hit, yeah, you had to learn both aspects of the game. But that does that should change. Mark, I am asking a question. Yes, I hit and okay. I pitched. So, what is it now? When you've progressed twenty years later, all of a sudden you can't hit a baseball. In my opinion, if you're a good baseball player and you decide to be a pitcher. Why can't you hit the ball? It is the most embarrassing thing ever when Mashihiro Tanaka gets on third base and there's a fly ball to right field. Granted, there was a uh, so it was a Mets game. Jay Bruce threw the ball into the ground and Tanaka scored. But on the way home, Tanaka pulled his hamstring. Two of them. <laughs> he only has two. Yeah, he pulled both of them. Tanaka pulled both hamstrings. Are you are you kidding me? That is anti-athleticism. Have you ever seen an AL pitcher try to bunt? Oh my Pitchers god! Pitchers aren't athletes. You, but you, a if you that play, if that. you play baseball, you should be able to manage to swing a bat. You grew up playing little league baseball. You should be able to manage to do both. And it's absolute ludicrous to think that once you become a pitcher and you're over 25 years old, you don't pick up a bat anymore. And how could you not even, if you don't even want to swing a bat, how could you not place a bat in a zone? To make contact with the ball. And you can't even run, dude. You pull your hamstrings. Listen, Masahiro Tanaka is an unathletic piece of shit. Right, and he and if he was in the National League, he wouldn't be a good pitcher. You're right. But that, but why should we make... If the guy can throw the ball down the middle and throw good, good pitches and be a good pitcher, his hitting ability should not hold him back. Absolutely should. Well, I want to know why. And you know what? And if it shouldn't hold him back, he can go to the AL like he did. I think... I think it's a mistake that Otani didn't go to the NL. I think it'd be great to see. Don't you think that would be great to see? I obviously think it would be great to see. Don't you think Otani in the NL would be great? Yeah, it'd be great because oh, because because they have pitchers pitcher hitting in the hit. NL. They have pitchers hitting the NL. It's different. The one pitcher that can hit. Oh, Ask well, Michael okay. Lorenzen if he can hit. Ask Madison, Madison Bumgarner if he can hit. Okay. Ask Mask Scherzer if he can Why hit. Why don't we DH them then? Like they can DH. Otani's doing it. Why can't that? Like, Lorenzen pinch hit three times. This exactly. Week. So then you can have the DH and still have pitchers hit. Like, it's not... What if you need that pitcher later in the game like Michael Lorenzen? You know what happens? You lose the DH if he comes into the game. Okay, you lose the DH and you're right back where you fucking... So why do we need a DH? No, <laughs> right, no. The, the key is there is that baseball is a very delicate game and you can't blow your load before the end of the game. If you have Michael Lorenzen you need in the sixth inning, can't pinch hit in the third, and if there's a DH, and what if... Like, it's just... The, in the, in, no, stop. In the NL side of the league... It's it's a more of a beautiful game than it is the AL. Oh, dude, the AL's so much better, dude. The power rankings are all AL, dude. Twenty five home runs from JD Martinez, dude. Dude, J the great managers are in the NL. Joe Madden, great manager. JD Francona. Martinez going in the Hall of Fame for yeah. being a great manager. Yeah. Okay, Aaron Terry Boone, Francona. bad manager. Terry Francona was a good manager, not anymore. DH ruined him. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> of, I don't know if you heard about <laughs> that. Never DH managed the NL. Who's the Indians? DH. Edwin Encarnacion. Ruined Terry Francona's career.
I'm sorry. It's sorry, true. man. Yeah, I, I, it's true. I must have missed that one. He did. I think I missed you Just that don't one. watch baseball right, avidly enough because you like the DH. And that's I'm done. Why. I'm done with discussing this with you. Let's move on to something that is, I think we're all going to be in agreement here that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Mark McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame. And that whole steroid user debate needs to end. Those guys deserve what they, you know, I get that they may have cheated and they may have done some things, but. Barry Bonds, if you watch, no matter when you're watching him, when he's 20 or when he's fucking 40, was the best player on the field pretty much every t- every single time, every single time out. So just because he did something that may be banned, I don't think that should hold him back from... You may not be in the greatest player of all time uh, discussion, but he definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame. He, he should be recognized. There, are, I have two things to say about this. The first thing I have to say is I totally agree. Yeah, those players are great, and whether they use steroids or not is still a question because those three guys that you named, all of them never failed the drug test. All three of them testified in front of Congress uh, when they did that dumb steroid thing when dumb senators questioned about dumb questions. Mark McGuire is the only one that has admitted to steroid use. Right. He admits admits it now, but they never failed the test and i think that's a injustice injustice to the players right let me let me throw some stats at you barry bonds is a seven-time mvp eight-time gold glover and a two-time batting title winner not to mention he holds the single season record for home runs and the all-time record for home runs and he was not a first ballot hall of famer and he never failed the drug test the, because this and the problem is that when you think about steroids you think that they're this magic potion and you think you can hit home runs as I soon agree. as now this is a little bit nostalgia we've talked about something that has to do with the dead ball error and the dh and now we're talking about steroids which is what we brought up in the first episode because there are two points that i care about dearly i i like steroids i kind of wish that like when you were in your locker, you know, I, I, I've i heard this story from MLB players that sometimes you open your locker and you see a little bit of a needle in there and, you know, you could use it. You could throw it out. That's up to you, buddy. That's your business. But listen, you pop that needle in your little butthole, then guess what? <laughs> you might hit three home runs that night and then you no know, looking back from there. Not only are we talking performance enhancing drugs like steroids, but there was a, a real amphetamine problem in the MLB in the 80s. Daryl Strawberry used to talk. He used to have a, a bowl of what they used to call greenies, and greenies are basically it's basically Adderall, but it's they're basically a bowl of amphetamines. And he, before every game, he would take a handful, put them in his pocket like sunflower seeds. And, and eat them during the game. Let, let's not use Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry is, is a good man, and so is Doc Gooden. And he he liked his cocaine, but that's okay. Look, that's they, they won in '86 because of drugs. And I'm I don't. Gonna I don't say, I'm just gonna say I'm pretty sure I've seen something on an ESPN 30 for 30 where Daryl Strawberry said he had sex with a woman in between innings. Which I'm is so okay the most with legendary that. Thing ever. Let's just yeah. let's like, just let's address just that later. That. I have a one minute opinion that will address all of that later. So Roger, all right, that. well, Joe's gonna address sex in the dugout in his one minute opinion. Yeah, well, and let's get more of that. Let's yeah. get the adrenaline flowing. Let's get blood pumping in every every body. Part Hashtag sex in the dugout. And what does and what does that? Drugs do that. Steroids and Adderall. Put them all in the game, Probably man. Won't get girls what pregnant, right? what makes balls. yeah? What what makes baseball more fun than drugs? I mean, nothing. Nothing. What makes anything more fun than drugs? Okay, we're <laughs> this is a baseball let's, show. Let's let's slow down. Let's slow down. Speaking of drugs, Cole Hamels. Uh, <laughs> he, so there's been a lot of trade talk that Cole Hamels is uh, gonna get traded before the All Star break, and I, I have a list of a few teams that I think he's personally gonna go to, and I, let, let's hear what you guys think about this. 
Uh, I could see Seattle as a, as a potential destination. Oakland as one of them. Uh, the Yankees I've seen. And the Phillies. And a reunion with the Phillies. Who doesn't want that? Come on. Uh, do, you, do you think that people should be trading for pitchers if they're not going to make the playoffs? I Oakland think... A's are not going to make the playoffs. Okay. But they... Cole Hamels has years of control after this, and the A's are in need of just one starter. Dude, they're six games over five hundred right now, and they probably won't make the playoffs, but build off of this year. Give me what you can. Let's get a Brewers kind of scenario here. Cole Hamels can... is not a build guy. Though. And you sound like the Mets right now. You sound like you're trying to get, like you're just good enough to, this was a couple years ago with the Mets, when you're just good enough to get to the playoffs, so you add somebody like Jay Bruce, you think this is going to change the fucking world? It's not. You don't do that. If you're not good enough to win the World Series, you should rebuild. They're in per- they're in baseball purgatory right now, which is worse than being the worst team in baseball because they do not have that good prospects. They're not a top 10 pipe. Uh, they're not top 10 in the MLB pipeline for overall prospects in their organization. So, where so they're in baseball purgatory. You don't need a Cole Hamels. You need to trade somebody like a Blake Trinan and build off of that. Where do you think Cole Hamels is going? I think he's going to go to the Yanks. I wa- I don't want him to go to the Yanks because I fucking hate the Yankees. But Sonny Gray is not cutting it, and Tanaka is not cutting it. Uh, they need another guy. So He's going to tear his hamstrings. Yeah, God forbid Tanaka has to run the bases again. He's tearing his And you know what? Cole Hamels is used to hitting, not, Dude, not recently. You know what? If, if, you know, when they get to the World Series, the Yankees, and they're playing the Nationals, and they have to go to Washington, Tanaka, you know, you never know what's going to happen yeah, with those hamstrings. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Nationals will probably win that because of those hamstrings. The crazy you know what thing saying? is, Tanaka's good in the playoffs. He, for some reason, is one guy who shows up when it matters. Last year against the Indians, he threw seven innings, gave up zero runs. Him and Carlos Carrasco went zero zeros, all zeros. Because he had first working seven. hamstring. Yeah, I know. Well, but well, the thing is, though, for the playoffs, for the guys like the Yankees, they can use that. And they, I mean, obviously they could use a guy like Cole Hamels. That's why I have him listed. But my interesting thing was Seattle and the Phillies. Because they've been linked. He's been linked to the Phillies, which is a great reunion. Because he used to play. Yeah, I love that. It's a great reunion. And... They can use him. They like they they'd have an older pitching staff, but they, they it's mixed in with some younger arms. Nola Velasquez and um, Eiflin, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that that's I mean that would Pavetta. be a solid rotation. Yeah, that's, that's great a, player. Pavetta, yeah, about yeah no, I, Pavetta. Oh yeah, Nick Pavetta. 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 But then now, but now what are you looking at? Somebody gets bumped out of that by adding Cole Hamels. So what the Phillies need to do yeah, they is could trade. But they could trade one of those. So guys. well, they're gonna trade a young guy because we don't know if the Phillies are there yet. They're, again, they're a little bit better than the A's because they have a chance at the wild card this year. But are they ready to run to the World Series, or are they a couple years away? But if they're a couple years away, getting a guy like Cole Hamels, who you have under control for the next year or into the future, depending on if you want to re-sign him, could be a big thing for them. Getting a veteran that's been there, done that, he's not going to be the guy that's going to take you over the top. He's not going to be CC Sabathia when he won the NL Cy Young in half a season. He's not that type of pitcher, but he could be the guy that edges you just a little bit farther ahead of either the Braves or the Nationals or the Cubs, one of those teams that is kind of faltering right now, those that we thought were going to be great. In my opinion, uh, Hamels is going to Seattle. This is why. It's officially time for Seattle to nut up and do something. I don't know if you guys know, the Seattle Mariners has the longest postseason drought out of any major or the four major sports at any team. They have not been in the postseason in so long. It's embarrassing. It's it, How do you even be a Seattle fan at that point? I would just cry in my bed after every season. I mean, they're a couple years away from getting moved to Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, baseball, basketball joke, that dude. That was a low Sick. blow. 
The, the people in Seattle are not going to forget that one, Joe. I hope you know. <laughs> you can never go there. I also I think that Seattle would be a great fit for Cole Hamels. But again, uh, they're a little they're even better than the Phillies, and they're on another level. But again, they're not going to beat the Astros for the division. So that's a one game playoff where Cole Hamels is not going to be pitching in that game. It's going to be James Paxton or the Rockies. You know, Cole Hamels could also go to the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies have been also like a in a purgatory state too because they have been progressively every year thinking they're getting better but like it ends up just being trash this year when they added bullpen pieces just like like they got davis and they were supposed to have a lockdown bullpen they have like one of the worst bullpen era yeah. besides those two guys besides uh, odovino and davis odovino they already have but he's having a great year and davis has been good but besides that and they got they um nobody. davis hasn't even been that good he's, he's he has been terrible he's top i think he's top five in saves though that's yeah, the most important. Who did they get? They got from the Phillies, or they got him in the uh, trade Nishak. deadline. Nishak, yeah, he's hurt, right? And then they got Brian Shaw from the Indians too, who also has right. a, he has a five ERA. They added a, so they added huge names. Okay, I don't want to talk about the Rockies for too long because that's not the segment. But you, if you're the Rockies, you don't add pitching. You can't win with pitching in Colorado. It's impossible. We've all seen plays at that field. You need to add good hitting. And they did that for the past couple years, and they went to the wild card last year, and they were a game away from going past that. They got well, yeah, but they're still they got, they were a game away. They were a game worse than the Diamondbacks that year, and they were a game away from going to see the Dodgers. And who knows what would have happened then? But they must see an opening that the Dodgers are having a down year, or they were having a down year. And Arizona lost JD Martinez, which I, in hindsight is the biggest thing ever. Arizona's got the uh, top ERA in the league for pitching, but like they need to they need to retaliate, fire back. Because now that the Brewers are a team to look out for, the wild card is way more contested. I mean, the Nationals aren't aren't even close. I think they're a couple games back in the East. They're going to be vying for a wild card spot too if it comes down to it. So it's like if you're the Rockies, you need to go after Cole Hamels. You absolutely have to. All right, we're gonna we're gonna just shift gears here and we're gonna try something a little different this week. Um, the power rankings. So instead of doing our top five, we're gonna give you our bottom five worst teams. All right, sounds good. So we got, so for me, I'll start. I have at the as the fifth worst team, I have the Marlins. Fourth, I have the White Sox. Third worst, uh, Detroit. Second worst, Baltimore. And Joe, I have the worst team in the MLB right now as the abysmal New York Mets. I which, uh, let me go. Let me go. I have five Miami Marlins, four Chicago White Sox, three Kansas City Royals. Two Baltimore Orioles at number one. The one and nine in the last ten games. The abysmal New York Mets. Okay, you guys are looking at this list the wrong way. There's Once you don't make the playoffs, you're the same as everybody that didn't make the playoffs. No, I not disagree. You, not you, you can be that 11 bad. and one. 11 and 1. Yes, they have been the worst team in the, in the league since then. But when you're when you don't make the playoffs, you have to prepare for the next year. So I made this list off of who would be better off the next year and who's going to be bad for the next years to come. Before you go into your list, I just have a question for you. Since uh, you know, getting rid of Adrian Gonzalez, do you know what the Mets record is? Yeah, I told you. It's 2 and 16. Oh, okay. Go ahead. They lost their MVP. Yeah, well, <laughs> go yeah. ahead. Okay, so number 5, I had the Royals because they gave a lot of money to Mike Moustakis and their prospects are a little bit better than they, They're paying Mike Moustakis 4 million dollars this year. I didn't know that the Royals uh, also their money paying to Mike Moustakis mattered it's in the a power one-year rankings. Deal. Okay, regardless, then <laughs> 
then when we <laughs> talk you that's what it is okay but you don't understand what i'm what i'm saying is they're dumping money into guys that are, they're obviously not gonna make the playoffs they're i don't dumping, know if they're dumping I, I money anywhere it's four million dollars it's four million dollars like, well no they're also tied up on alex gordon they, they have they not, have some and not, not to mention it's not even about the four million dollars it's about someone who could be playing there that's younger and ready to make the next step into the major leagues this is a weekly thing joe power rankings no not, not for the bottom power rankings because the every team that who doesn't made make, that rule i made that <laughs> yeah, rule right now rule. you told us fuck you you make the rules in the first episode so fuck you i make the rules for this one so let me continue number four i have the detroit tigers who have potential but they're nowhere near uh any of these other teams they have michael fulmer who's aging and not pitching very well they only have michael fulmer i think fulmer is well everyone he's been aging mark everyone (laughs) is getting older and he's been pitching in the major this is his third year in the major leagues he's not cutting it uh number three i had the cincinnati reds who've been playing great lately actually but they just recently swept the Cubs. Yeah, I, I was I, I like seeing the Cincinnati Reds go play Reds, baseball. Go. But I'm talking about for the future. I don't know. This is how I look at it. If I don't know any top prospects that are going to the major leagues anytime soon on that team, then I don't consider them a top notch prospect team. And I don't know anybody on the Cincinnati Reds that's about to come up and make and like the world on fire. So that's why I put them in here. Number two, I have the uh, the New York Mets. Obviously, okay. They're the second worst team in baseball. But the one I'm going to throw at you next is even worse. Yeah. I don't know if you do. San Diego Padres. Do you know why the San Diego Padres? No, because they have the best prospects in baseball? I don't know. No. Eric Hosmer. I told everybody. I wrote an article about this at the beginning of the year. Eric Hosmer was just paid a shit ton of money, and they're not going anywhere for a long time. Even if these prospects develop, they are dumping money into Eric Hosmer. Their payroll is like, I think, what, 27% just Eric Hosmer? There was no reason to go get this guy, and they're just as bad. It's like they wanted to compete by signing Eric Hosmer, but by the time they're ready to compete again in a couple of years, he's going to be in his mid-30s. Yeah, but you have to say that the Padres are better than they were last year with and, Eric Hosmer. And they're you got to respect that they made a move. Like As a guy, as a Padres fan, you see we just signed Eric Hosmer. We signed a, a good player. Let's build off of that. Maybe we can get another guy next summer. We need you know They need a pitcher. The Padres aren't as hopeless as you think. I would say Baltimore is, if you're going to go with off of what you're saying, Baltimore has no future because they're going to lose their best player and probably not even fucking trade them. Well, all of their future right now, this is what's troubling with Baltimore. All of their future right now is up in Trey Mancini, Corey Joseph, Jonathan Scope, who's batting under 200. Their future is up right now, and they're producing very, very little, and that's alarming. But again, you need time to develop, and at least they have players to develop. Again, with the Reds and the Mets, the Mets have their players up too, besides Kalinick, uh, who they just drafted, but he's in college, so he'll be up soon. Joe, he was drafted like last week. Yeah, dude. but he's in college. Like, Conforto was drafted in 2014. He was up in 15. He was drafted last week, and Joe's But that's but what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is that if you draft someone in college, then they're going to be up <laughs> he just soon. brought up the guy he drafted last week. <laughs> because he's fucking that's, good. That's, that's, that's why the Mets are the worst team. And Peter Alonzo, too, who's. Uh, oh, and uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Let's just Tim Tebow's an all-star. Dude. Tim Tebow's a double no, all-star. I have a question for you. How do you justify the San Diego Padres being the worst team in the league while having four more wins than the New York Mets? Because of the future that they have around. I don't know that in the net, the Mets have money to spend, too. The Padres don't have a lot of money they to spend. They lost all their money to Bernie Mayhoff. Okay, <laughs> that was years ago. And don't and- forget to... When this comes out on Sunday, they will be paying Bobby Bonilla, my personal favorite day of the year. I have a little tidbit. So... Every, so July 1st, which is my birthday, is not the reason why I think is the best day of the year. Joe, I text, I text Joe 
every July 1st. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day because they waste a million dollars. A million. You know what you can do with four of those millions? Get Moustakis and be good. Seriously. The Mets are, you brought up a, a prospect you just drafted. You said the Padres are the worst team in the league. Didn't even bring up the Orioles. You're in denial. You're in denial. And Todd Frazier's batting 210, and Jose Bautista's batting number four in your lineup. Please stop. Make, make me stop talking about the Mets. I don't want to do this every week. Okay, I'm going to cry. Like, I, I think we're going to have. And, oh. No, last thing I need to say I just looked this up right now. The New York Mets tickets right now $4 a ticket. Joe, we're using all the things that you tell us about the Mets and how bad they are. Never say anything in confidence about the Mets because it will get used against you. Like, it's it's too easy. And I, I feel bad for you because you got a taste of glory. You got a taste of glory in 2015. And they were like, and this just year, kidding. In the beginning. We suck. Dude, I will never – every year I make a bet with Joe that by the All-Star break – if the if the Mets are ten games down in the National League East, not this year. Just, uh, he just gives disclaimer. He gives me twenty dollars, but if they're not, or I give him, he gives me a hundred dollars if the Mets are ten games down. If they're not, I'll give him twenty dollars. Right. So we play the odds, and they are every single year we do this. And this year he didn't do it because he knew the Mets would be so fucking bad. Joe, what do you have to say for yourself? He's smart. Dog. This is it, Joe. Yeah, please, please, can we move on to the next? All right, topic? so one minute. Wait, no, 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 no. I actually have please. one last thing. What do you think about Sandy? Uh, he's he's sick. Oh, uh, okay. So I guess it's our conspiracy theory minute. And first of all, let me just say that Sandy, I hope you get better, dude. I know the prognosis is really good, and that's good. Uh, all jokes aside, we love to joke around here, but cancer's no joke, man. And I hope you get better. But now we're gonna go into my conspiracies. Here we go. The Mets. There are two things. I have two conspiracies, and they're just as good as each other. One is the Mets actually just gave sandy alderson cancer they he, they watched him play they watched him play ba- he was the the leader of this mets team and he went on the field and he saw this team fall the fuck apart and th- and then he just got cancer actually you know terry collins got cancer too so it's, it's, it, it, it runs it hot runs take, in the organization take the mets give people cancer number two is just as good omar Minaya is back as the general manager for the New York Mets. He's sharing the role. But I don't know if you guys know who Omar Minaya is, but from 2003 or four to 2011, Omar Minaya was a general manager of the New York Mets. Besides one pennant run, we were absolutely fucking pitiful. And he traded away everybody four times over. He only signed players that were like in the last round. There were there was two years in a row where he didn't sign our first round pick because he didn't like their potential. Why'd you draft them, buddy? Anyways, my conspiracy theory is that to claim the GM spot back because they hired him as an, quote, advisor that, that Omar Minaya poisoned Sandy Alderson. <laughs> giving him cancer. Giving him cancer, and he is back, and he's going to ruin the Mets for 10 more years. LGM, baby. Let's go Mets. Let's fucking go Mets. All right. Joe, give me your one-minute opinion after that. Let's okay. See. You're fired up now. So, talked about it for a little bit. One-minute opinion. So, uh, Barstool released this thing about uh, Mickey Mantle. Uh, I don't know who the actual news credit thing is. I saw it on Barstool, and I saw it on a couple other... I saw it on Yahoo Sports, too, which was weird, because they didn't share it, because this is very... Please, Mom, if you're listening to this, 
just turn it off. It's over. The show's over. Okay. Papa, whatever, what everybody, everybody, everybody in my family who listens to this show. I know it's about Mickey Mantle and that is my Papa's favorite player, but please don't listen to this. You're going to, you're going to hear your little boy say some bad words in a sec, right? Because I don't want to do this in front of people that I love and that have changed my diapers and all, all these, all, right. all these nights. Okay. <laughs> Right. The Yankees in 1972 to 1973 were renovating their Yankee Stadium, <laughs> and uh, they were playing in Shea Stadium <laughs> for the time being. Right. So they Wait, had... stop talking. You just said renovating. That is not re- let him speak. Re- let him speak. Renovated. They were re-renovating. I can't it's say it. Renovating. It's All right. just renovating. All right. Well, they did it again. It was the second time they've done it, so that's why I said re. All right. But anyways, they were doing this from 1972 to 1973. So they wrote about old timers day, which the Yankees just had, right? And they wanted to know everybody's favorite memory. So they had sent a letter to Mickey Mantle. And what they said to him was, please share us your favorite Yankee memory. And this is the shit that the GOAT, the Mick said in this letter. He wrote it. He signed it. I'm not sure the, the credibility. I searched for it for hours. And I'm pretty sure that this is this this is viable. Mickey Mantle said that I had pulled my groin uh, a week back and I couldn't have sex. So in the fourth inning, this girl was giving me a blowjob. And she was a very nice girl. And then she said, what do I do with the cum after you give me the blowjob? And Mickey Mantle looked at the girl and said, I don't know. I'm no cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, My turn. My one-minute opinion. Um... My my least favorite thing in the world is when you turn on a national broadcast of a baseball game and they have the K-Zone. They have this little transparent box, right? That's fine. You can have your transparent box. But my problem is every time my pitch is thrown and it crosses the plate in any way, it doesn't matter where it lands, The it says K in a little white ball in the side of the K-Zone, even though you know in your mind that that's not even close to a strike. And that is the most infuriating thing in the world. Uh, Joe has written many letters to ESPN. I'm dead many, serious. I've written emails and letters to the corporation to get this removed. Many tweets, and it needs to be changed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I actually agree with you on that, Scaff. But for my opinion, so NBA free agency is coming up, and everyone's going nuts about LeBron. And I'm just going to say, fuck you, NBA Twitter. And let's get some NHL Twitter going, because John Tavares, who probably none of you have heard of, one of the top centers in the NHL, is a free agent this year, and very few great players in the NHL hit the free agent market, and John Tavares is there, and my favorite team, the Philadelphia Flyers, have ample cap space, and John Tavares was like, nope, fuck you, I don't want to play with you. So... If you're if I, if John Tavares, if you're listening at home, which I fucking hope you are, you're a piece of shit because you should come to Philly and win some championships for us because we need some hope. Mark, thanks for not bringing up Balzo, buddy. I really oh, appreciate that. Shit, I got another one. No, so- no, 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 no. It's over. It's <laughs> over. It's over. All right. If you like the show, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CaughtLookingPod, or you know, if you really like the show, send us an email at CaughtLookingPod. That's with a G this time. And, um, yeah, good show. Don't get caught looking.
For those that have made it this far, here's an enchanting rap performance by none other than our Joe Balzano. Oh, let, let me rap. Let me rap real quick. Ready? Okay. Mm. Mm. I rain on these bitches. I, I snap that pussy like they're stitches. These motherfuckers know that I'm the motherfucker that blows. <laughs> you too blow, Joe. I am-